as we venture into the murky waters of everything you've been told never to bring up at holiday dinner. You'll need a guide, someone you can trust, a battle-tested, common-sense leader who knows that an extra just might save your life. That wise old sage has arrived, and he is shouting the Schmidt Show battle cry. Schmidt heads unite! Good morning, delighted to be here. My name's Noah Chalaya, as uh, as I'm, I'm I'm the Hick, and uh, filling in for Brad as he gets a couple things set up this morning. Did you say the Hig or the the Hick? Hick. <laughs> well, I'm both actually. I am. I'm a redneck Hick. I'm, I, I'm all about dude, that. I'm, I'm telling a, you, I'm a gun-toting, God-fearing redneck Hick. <laughs> And I'm proud of it. <laughs> Good day, Schmidt heads. Welcome to the Schmidt Show. Um, the Schmidt Show podcast, to be specific, because right. the Schmidt Show is also a radio show. Which they got to hear this week. They if did. You, if, you, uh, if you're if you subscribed to the Schmidt Show podcast, and I don't know why you wouldn't be. Of course. If you're listening to this. But if you if you go to podcast.theschmidtshow.com, you'll notice that we had a special edition episode. Now, it had different intro music. It had an compl- entirely different feel, and that's because it was an entirely different show. It's Brad's Terrestrial Show, which airs every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m., and you can listen to that show live at KNOXradio.com, but we got permission from the powers that be to take some audio of the first announcement, as far as we know, the first official announcement of the 2020 presidential candidates. Yes, for, I, I, I'm not sure if he's announced it anywhere else, but he's certainly the, I don't know if he announced it specifically on my show, but he, he definitely um, is the first official declared presidential candidate that I'm aware of. I, I haven't heard, you know, we've heard a lot of people talking about, you know, Beto O'Rourke is considering running, um, even Ocasio-Cortez, even though she doesn't meet the... They want to amend the Constitution. They you want to amend Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm the I know how to use the technology. No, I, uh, they, she, they want to amend the Constitution for her. Yep. Yeah, she, uh, so she actually tried to make the claim that the Constitution doesn't, speak clearly enough on that issue and that it says only men 35 year old men because she doesn't actually read the constitution and doesn't know exactly what it says it actually says any person and does not say any man it says any person i thought that gender was a, a social construct and so it was entirely irrelevant so even if the constitution didn't say man doesn't it mean man or woman? Isn't that right. what we've been told by the progressive left for years and years and years now? Yeah. It's so, which actually leads us in to our first topic of the day. So um, the, the Schmidt Show podcast is a place where we use our platform as a force for good and for the betterment of society. <laughs> that's, that's why we're here. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about bettering society. I, I'm, I'm sitting here playing with this little cube thing. What is this? A, That's cool, isn't it? Is it a macrame so what, thing or what, what is that? What that is, is a listener of the show. The uh, Ask Noah show. The, the Ask Noah show made me. Yeah, I guess this is a different show. Yeah. It, the, a listener of the Ask Noah show it was is really good at crocheting, and I think that's what that's called. I don't, Not crocheting. You, it's, uh, got, it's the plastic thing with the... No, it's... Yeah, right. With it's the, the where yarn you, through it. Yeah, where you put yarn through it. I, is it not crocheting? Uh, it's, no, that's... Is it macrame? No. I don't know. Macrame. Well, whatever it is, it's very artistic. Yeah. And so she made so she made those individual things. So essentially, this cube, being a cube, has six sides, but... Uh, has one side of it has our logo and then says ANS and then the other side actually has the text Ask Noah Show and then she puts six of those together alternating them to make a little cube yeah. and then she's also got ones that just have magnets on the back oh okay yeah so cool. I put it here in the studio so anyway, for I'm, ADD people I'm, like you to play with and interrupt yeah, your own I'm, show I, I am ADD very badly so um, so anyway back to the back to the show so we're going to talk about the the Boy Scouts <laughs> and some of the information that's coming in. About Boy Scouts, they're they're considering filing for bankruptcy. I've heard a couple of people say over the weekend that they actually are filing for bankruptcy, but I don't know that that's actually been determined yet. In the interest of of trying to be accurate in reporting the news, the boy the Boy Scouts are not actually filing for bankruptcy yet. They have hired a firm to uh, to dig into the possibility, and I believe I'll have a. I think I've already got it in there. Once the 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 uh, the uh, the the show goes live on the actual podcast once we upload it we're yeah. doing it we so to it, so people understand a little bit if you're listening to the show 
Um, we do the show live. We stream it live from 10 a.m. on Monday mornings, 10 a.m. Central Time in the U.S. Um, until 11-ish. We kind of try to keep it about an hour. Um, but then after we do, after we finish the live show, then I pull the audio, get it, you know, so it's all ready to go and and because you can't just upload raw audio otherwise it's like a whole gigabyte of of information and it would take you forever to download it and your your podcasting software wouldn't be able to stream it fast enough so we have to compress it a little bit and do fun stuff with it to put it up on the internet um so at, when we when we actually post it you can go to podcast.theschmidtshow.com where you can download the RSS or uh, you can download the the uh, the files and subscribe to the RSS feed or iTunes or podcast or there's Stitcher, there's Castbox, yeah. there's two. There's if you can't find a way to podcast the show, you're not trying hard. Well, and the thing is, we make it available at all those places that you just said, and then some that you didn't say. Right, exactly. So I if mean, you, if you like, want to find the show, you can find it. Of course, the easiest way is to go to podcast.theschmidtshow.com. There, right. ha- we have all of the links right. all li- nicely listed for you, so you click on the app that makes most sense to you. Right, and so then under in in each episode, you'll see notes, show notes that that are links to articles that I'd used as research, or sometimes they're just links to articles that I don't even really pay a whole lot of attention to. I I see the headline. I kind of skim over the article. Seems like it might be interesting, so I'll add it in the show notes. Because the worst case scenario, you read a couple of paragraphs in and decide, eh, I don't care about this, and you don't have to finish it. But at least it's there, and you can check it out. It's stuff that I find once in a while interesting. Sometimes it's even stuff that is things that I just adamantly disagree with. But I figure it's important information for people to at least see. Yeah, so you can have both sides. Right. What other folks are are saying about whatever various topics. So um, in the in the show notes, there's a link to an article, and I believe it's from Reuters. Um, let me see if I've got it up here real quick. I've got yeah, this is the one. I think no, that's not the one. Um anyway, I've got a link. I think it's from Reuters, is the one talking about the Boy Scouts. Um, so they are taking a Somewhat similar approaches to what USA Gymnastics did amid the the sex scandal with Dr. Larry Nasser and and all of that and the abuse scandal and whatnot that was going on and they are they are looking into um, filing for bankruptcy so they've hired a law firm and I can't remember the name of the law firm it's it's in the link in that article um, yeah here it is it says they've hired Sidley. Austin LLP. So the part of the reason they are they are filing for bankruptcy because everybody wants to blame this on oh see they let girls in and then they they changed it away from Boy Scouts of America to just Scouts of right. America or whatever. It really has nothing to do with it. Right. And and that's part of it, but it's more about a bunch of legal fees that have come up um and the legal fees they've paid out somewhere around Eleven million dollars plus in in legal fees um, since 2015, I believe, um, and so eleven million dollars in legal fees uh, for an organization like the Boy Scouts that is pretty much entirely 100% donation funded other than I think they like sell like popcorn and some of those things like the Girl Scouts do with cookies and whatnot, um, but for the most part it is it is it is funded by donations. It's a nonprofit. And when you start taking $11 million in to, uh, in legal fees into account, that's going to cause a problem. The other problem, because I remember even as a kid, when I was in Cub Scouts, I did, I think, um, I did like tiger cubs and I did bear scouts and wolf scouts. I think I made it up to Weeblos. And I never went on to actual Boy Scouts. I think I was just in Cub Scouts. And I wasn't allowed to do Boy Scouts. You weren't allowed to do Boy Scouts. Yeah, I had to. I had to do, do it through our church. And we had a program called Pathfinders. Oh, okay. So I had to do that. So there's another organization, and I've, I've had the CEO of this organization on my terrestrial show, and I should have maybe called him up today to have him on. Um, it's an organization called Trail Life USA, which is a Christian-based. I shouldn't say Christian-based. It is Judeo-Christian. Values. I, I guess I don't know what their official statement on Christianity. I think it's kind of a non-denominational type of group, but they're they're um, 
they're based on Judeo-Christian principles, and it is men only, boys only kind of thing, and and it's an alternative to to Boy Scouts, and it's beginning to take off nice. uh, quite a bit. So I've had him on a couple of times on my terrestrial show. I should have probably called him today, but to talk about this. But the other the other downside is when I was in Cub Scouts, like I said, growing up, one of the things that we did was we had I think we paid dues to our local. Den, I think is what they okay, called it. Sure. And I, I, it was like 25 cents. Like it wasn't, you know, even even with inflation, you know, like in today's money, it's like mm-hmm. a buck 50 a week. Sure. You know, so it wasn't like they were, you know, the Boy Scouts of America was getting rich off the backs of single moms <laughs> sending their sending their kids to, to, to uh, Cub Scouts. You know, it wasn't my mom, you know, usually scraped a, a quarter up out of the couch or out of the ashtray in her car or something <laughs> so yeah. i could you know it wasn't it wasn't a it was, certainly wasn't a financial hardship like and i think that even that quarter a week provided you with the blue you know button down shirt and the little oh yellow. really wow they provided all that yeah to you. Th- we got all that stuff for free if i remember correctly wow. my mom might correct me on that and say no i paid for it because here's one of the things and i talked about this with in the interview with the presidential candidate with uh james peppy on on the special episode we released earlier this last week or later last week mm-hmm. um growing up i may have been poor mm-hmm. but i would not have known because my mom, as a single mom, did such a great job of managing our household. Sure. Um, and then my stepdad came along and was just the, like, I my story, you know, as you always hear the story about the evil stepdad, right? Or the evil stepmom. Right. Um, my stepdad was just about the greatest dude in the world. Like, really? he, he, yeah, he did, he was absolutely a thousand percent dad. Like, he, he taught us how to you know, change a flat tire and fix our bicycles and took us fishing and hunting and camping and, you know, all the, and played baseball with us and taught us how to wrestle because my brother and I were both in wrestling in high school and like he was the quintessential dad. But anyway, um, and helped us get involved and do like Pinewood Derby racing mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Our Pinewood Derby cars in, in Cub Scouts were always the best because my dad was a mechanic. I was going to say, yeah, your dad works like cars, so he would be good at that, right? Yeah, my dad is a mechanic, so we always had, he always knew exactly where to weight them and do all the the fun stuff. And the, you know what we found is the shape really didn't matter as far as like aerodynamics and things like that. Really? Yeah, sometimes just the square block was the fastest Uh if you had the weight in the right place. So, but you could only, they could only weigh so much. They had to weigh a certain amount and you could, you could tape like, uh, lead weights or things on them and whatnot. But anyway, um, so back <laughs> back to Boy Scouts. Um, so part of the other the other part of the problem, the reason they're looking at filing for bankruptcy is because their enrollment is way down. That is that is a part of it, um, but it is not the sole part of it. Um, the other part that they're struggling with, from what I've heard, and I can't seem and and this is this is uh, I want to say this just in the interest of honesty. This is speculation that I have heard from um, people who have been involved in Cub Scouts, people who have led troops and things like that, um, that the the donors, you know, because a lot of times Cub Scouts grow up to be Boy Scouts, Boy sure. Scouts grow up to be business owners and, and you know, doctors and lawyers and, and you know, all of these things that we, we associate with success in the United States. And those people then just as they oftentimes will donate back to their alma mater college and and things like that. A lot of times the ones who were boy Scouts um, will donate back to boy Scouts of America because they look back on their life growing up as a, as a young kid, you know, maybe in a single parent family home or something like that. And they, they are thankful for the, structure and the teaching and the things that they learned in the Boy Scouts. So then they donate back to the Boy Scouts. And sometimes depending on their, I mean, we even have had several presidents over the years who were Eagle Scouts and and things like that. And they donate back to the Boy Scouts. And a lot of those people that grew up with the Boy Scouts Mm -hmm. are looking at and going, this is not the organization that I remember. The, the organization that I remember was a, was an organization that was designed to help young men grow or young boys grow into 
young men and eventually, you know, fine upstanding citizens of the, of the country and, and things like that. And so they're frustrated. They're going, look, this is not the organization that I was a part of. We were not a part, we, we, it was not this, you know, political arm used to to brainwash young boys into the the radical leftist agenda that's that is not the organization that i was a part of do you of, think that's what the I'm boy scouts are, are becoming though? That. that's that's what i'm like again totally speculation right. no proof that's what i've been hearing so, for some like so for example here so like let's take my let's take my personal view out of it for a second okay. right let's let's say that i accept for a moment not saying that I do, but let's just say that I accept for a moment the concept of social as a gender construct. Okay. okay. In that scenario. Or gender is a social construct. Right. What did I say? You said gen- social is a gender construct. Right. Okay. Yeah. Other way around. <laughs> so it's Monday. It so is. And it's if, morning. If, if I accept that, then anybody can choose, just decide that they're going to be a right. young boy. And that's, uh, so fine. Let's go with that for a moment. Could you not still have? Why would you? Why would you eliminate the requirement to be a boy to be in the Boy Scout? Maybe you allow transgender boys to be in the Boy Scout because mm-hmm. they have decided they're a boys and that's it's a social construct. But right. why would you let a girl, somebody who identifies as a girl, into the Boy Scouts? Why would a girl not go into the Girl Scouts? Because this is this is where the this is where from what I'm hearing again totally mm-hmm. speculation and, and anecdotal but from what I'm hearing is the leadership of the Boy Scouts of America has been infiltrated by the leftist agenda that says it is not inclusive enough to have quote unquote Boy Scouts that we need to have Scouts and it needs to we need to allow um, girls and boys and you know gay and transgender and lesbian and all of that kind of stuff needs to be a part of it because otherwise we are non-inclusive, we're bigoted, we're homophobic, we're transphobic, we're whatever. And so if we don't allow for just a complete and total free-for-all of, of, um, of membership, then we are not inclusive. And so they've been, they've been, kind of overrun by that mentality i guess that's the part i just i I just i can't really quite wrap my head around like i can understand even if i don't agree with i can understand Mm -hmm. how we get to wanting um to accept you know transgender boys into boy scouts where i Mm -hmm. where you completely lose me is the left for example doesn't seem to have a problem with boys basketball and girls basketball boys hockey and girls hockey they They do well they have a problem if there isn't a program available Right. right But they right. don't seem to have a problem if they're if as long as there is a girls hockey team, nobody has a problem with it. So why, when it comes to the scouts, do they have a problem with genders being separate? That's where I don't really understand. So John Maxwell, John Maxwell, um, leadership guru and and um, probably one of the smartest guys of the last fifty years as it relates to leadership and and management and and all that sort of thing. John Maxwell talks about the how the phrase is everything rises and falls on leadership. And, and so I would suggest that the leadership in the boy Scouts has, has bought into hook, line and sinker the lie that if you are exclusive, you then by definition are bigoted, phobic, hateful, Mm. whatever, because they, they, so the, the essentially, um, if I say I'm going to start an organization that is only for, you know, men, I mean, just a, right. a men's club. It, yeah. it is a men's club, not because I think that women are inferior, not because I think that women are not capable or, or, or aren't good enough or whatever, but right. because I want to sit down with other men and talk about the things that, that, I need to know about, for example, how do I treat my wife better? How do I live my life as a man in a more dignified and more, um, how do I live my life of, of, with more integrity and more character um, and all of those sorts of things? And there are going to be questions that are going to arise that would be possibly inappropriate to have those conversations in mixed company, not because, again, not because women are are not 
capable smart or smart enough or yeah. don't understand or whatever. But but just because out of respect for my wife, out of respect for my daughter, out of respect and out for, of respect for these other women's potential husbands or future husbands. Exactly. Yeah. That those conversations may not a may not be appropriate or b simply may just be embarrassing. Yeah. For me personally. Right. Like if if I sit down with you and two or three or four of my my guy friends and I go, "Hey, I need to talk to you guys about something. I've been struggling with this thing, whatever it is. I mean, pick one." Pornography, drink, uh, drinking, addiction, drugs, uh, you know, looking lustfully at another woman that I work with, whatever the thing is, that is a conversation for me that I would not be comfortable having with women or with other women present. And again, partly because some of those conversations can be personally embarrassing. And so that organization would be exclusive. It would only allow for men specifically, and quite honestly, it would only allow, in my opinion, a, an organization like that would only allow for men who have a particular relationship with me already established. I'm not going to invite um, strangers into that realm. I'm not going to invite someone that I can't trust to, to maintain confidentiality into that group. That is, that is a, it needs to be a quote unquote safe space for lack of a better, you know, to use mm -hmm. that leftist kind of term. It, appropriate, I think is the term you're looking for. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it just needs to be, we got to be more careful with this kind of stuff, but that does not mean that that group is hateful, phobic, blah, 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 whatever. It is simply an exclusive group. And in that case, the idea of exclusivity means um, that it is a it is a almost a privileged group. And the privilege comes in that the people who are a part of that group are privileged to know each other. And I'm using a lot of these kind of leftist terms or terms, I shouldn't say leftist terms, terms that have been hijacked by the left, in my opinion, to, to explain some of this, but that's, that's the view of it. And so all of this to come back to the discussion about the Boy Scouts and where we're at with the Boy Scouts is one of the problems that I believe, and again, anecdotally, that I believe is going on with the Boy Scouts is that we have a, we have a, um, we have a masculinity crisis happening in this country and not just in the country, but around the world. We have a, a crisis of masculinity men. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to point some fingers today at the men who are listening to this podcast. If you are a man and you are not taking care of your responsibilities as a husband, as a father, as a whatever and, and you're making excuses about, well, I only get to see my kids on the weekends or I'm only allowed to do this, that, or the other BS that I, I get the system is, is rigged against you and all that kind of stuff. I, I, I know all of that. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend for a minute that, that I don't believe that the court system is geared specifically for women as it relates to child custody and all that kind of stuff. But I had a, I had a caller to my terrestrial show a while back. It's been about a year ago now. And this caller called in and said, well, uh, you know, you you're talking about this, that, and the other, and men stepping up and, and all this, I can't afford to live in the town where my kids live with their mother. And That's so, crap. and exactly. And so I, uh, so uh, my argument to him was that's baloney. You can afford to, you just can't afford to live in the town where your kids are and continue to live the lifestyle you now live. So suck it up, make some sacrifices and, and do what needs to be done for your kids and be there for your kids. Don't use the excuse that I can't afford it 
because I'm unwilling to give up my new car, my new pickup, my new TV, my new whatever. You know, I could buy that if he lived, if he told me he lived in New York City, if he told me he lived in Los Angeles, California, yeah, okay. Right. Maybe you don't have the skill set necessary to provide right. yourself with the paycheck requisite of living in a city like Los Angeles or New York. But anywhere in the state of North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, right. Montana, I mean, anywhere Most around this. anywhere state, outside of a major, 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 major metropolitan area. Exactly. Yeah. Any of those places... You should be able to find a way to live uh, working a job for, you know, 10, 12 bucks an yeah. hour. I mean, go work at uh, go work at McDonald's and he, and live in in the cheapest apartment you can find and be around for your kids. Here's here's a here's a little t uh, tech tip or, or personal life pro tip that a lot of people are unaware of um, that that you can use to to get into a situation where you can do that. Go to your local trailer park. Now, I know that that, you know, call me redneck hick or whatever. I live in a trailer park. It's actually a pretty nice park. They do a really good job of keeping the place clean. There's no cars sitting up on blocks. It doesn't look like Joe Dirt's trailer park. Um, go to your local trailer park. Find the nicest one in town if you can, and because oftentimes the nicest one in town will be more likely to engage in this kind of behavior. What they do a lot of times, people will move into a trailer house and then they they save up or whatever and buy a regular house, actual you know stick frame house or whatever, and and they they um, move out of their trailer house. Well, they don't want to pay lot rent, and because oftentimes trailer houses can be hard to sell because it's hard to get loans for them and things like that. So they they just abandon them and allow the trailer park to take ownership of their trailer park or of their trailer home. So a lot of times what the trailer house or the trailer park will do is they'll actually give those trailer away. Like you can have them for free just if, pay the lot rent. if you're willing to live in them, pay the lot rent and keep them from being run down because the trailer park would rather have somebody in it than it being run down and making their trailer park look like J Joe Dirt's trailer park. So, so you can actually find free houses. Now, again, it's not going to be a five bedroom, three bath with a jacuzzi and a pool in the backyard. But if you actually genuinely care about your kids and want to be a part of it, that's a way you can do it. You may have to sacrifice, but right. it can be done. And you know, so, there's, there's a and maybe this is an idea for a future episode. But you know, we could. I mean, you could, we could do a whole episode on alternative housing ideas, yes. right? I have a good friend of mine lives inside of an RV. Yep, you can pick up an RV for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, you know, and a little bit of work, a little bit of effort, and some elbow grease. Right, you could you could spiff it up. But even if you yep. didn't spiff it up, you know, if you live, you know, North Dakota, this is obviously is not going to work. But if you live in uh, in Texas, or if you live in Missouri, or if you live in South Carolina. You yeah, could pretty totally, much anywhere south of Kansas. Right. You could totally... Well, even in Kansas, you could, actually. I mean, if you think about it, and this is something that I think as a society we need to readdress, is because we have this predetermined notion of what being homeless is and what an acceptable place to live is, right? right. So you could, for example, if you think about it, what a, what a normal average person, if you're not married, you don't have kids, the average person needs a bed to sleep in, a toilet to use, and a shower, yeah, and a, and a place to, to to cook and prepare food, right? Yeah, and if you've got those four things, and that should occupy no more than fifty to seventy-five square feet, you right. should be able to cram all of those things yeah. in. I'm not saying it's comfortable or luxurious, right? Exactly, but I'm saying it's functional. Well, and he, and here's the other th side of that. Honestly, you don't even need a shower. You maybe need a toilet. But you don't need to have a shower because if you live anywhere near a truck stop, almost yeah, that's true. Almost any truck stop, because I'm a former, I used to drive semi for a living and I still have my class A CDL and I do a you little bit of, little bit on this side. <laughs> it's not actually driving though. Oh. It's, it's kind of, I drive like three or four miles a day, but oh. I happen to drive a semi. So, but, um, but I've, every truck stop around the country, you can get a shower for like a buck 25. You know, maybe it's five or seven or eight bucks now, but it's usually not very expensive. And if you if you take care of yourself and maintain good personal hygiene, you can get away with a shower every other day. You know, I mean, there and honestly, you don't even need a place to prepare food, right? Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I'm not saying you're not going to get eat, away. You're I'm not, not going to eat the healthy healthiest eh. of meals, but. You I'm know, not saying you couldn't get away with less. I'm just, I mean, you could, I mean, obviously you could live inside of a tent. You could make well, it work. Right. That's what I'm saying. Our, I just, our military service, men and women. But I'm just saying, realistically speaking, you probably want those four things. Exactly. But, you know, when it, when it comes down to it, though, 
society tells us you're not successful in life unless you have a 2,500 square foot yeah. house. Um, you know, when I, I remember when I was single, you know, this is, I've heard people since make jokes about it and I'm like, I live that way. I literally, I had a light bulb in my, in my condo that I lived in in college. I was too lazy and too cheap to go buy light. I didn't never going to be in more than one room at once. So in the, in <laughs> you the, take at, one light bulb yeah, from room to room? the evening, I had it in the lamp out in the living room. Then when I would go in the bedroom, I'd take my little light bulb, and I'd go into the bedroom and screw it in there, and I'd use that until I went to bed. In the morning, I'd take it in the bathroom That's with That's awesome. Me, and I had a light bulb that I'd carry around with me, and then you know that one would go out, right. and I would go replace it with another single light bulb. But I never bought, like, I get a, I get a, the amazing amount of use out of a one pack of light bulbs. It right. was great. And, like, it sounds stupid, but it was just one of those things where it just... I was a. I was too lazy and too cheap to go buy all of the light bulbs, and b. I didn't care because I was I was single. It didn't right. matter. I didn't, yeah. you know. And my clothes, I had a clean pile and I had a dirty pile. That was laundry. I didn't fold anything. I didn't put anything away, <laughs> you know. And so as a society, we do all of these things because that is how right. it is quote unquote done. Yeah. But if you actually evaluate it, like if we go back to our caveman roots, right. a lot of that stuff you can get away with. And yeah. so you can live on a lot less than you think if you're willing to make the sacrifice for the things that are actually important, which are kids right. and family and, and not working the grind. And this this is where it, it circles back around to being a man. It, you know, th this I, I hate the excuse of, oh, I don't get to spend time with my kids or whatever. No, you you choose not to. It, it, my brother is a is a good example of this. He works his tail off to make sure that he gets to spend as much time with his kids as possible. And it makes his life sometimes very uncomfortable because he has to work more than one job and he's got to work nights at here and then on the weekends during the days at this other place and things and he he puts an incredible amount of effort into being there for his kids and he puts an incredible amount of sacrifice in his life in order to do that. And so um, don't give me this garbage that you can't do it or, or whatever. What it comes down to is you choose not to because you don't want, you to. Don't want to be inconvenienced. And so this is, again, I, I'm going to, as far as it relates with men being men, I'm not talking about being macho. I'm not talking about being, oh, you got to go out and, you know, be the toughest guy and hunt and fish and kill an animal with your bare hands and drink their blood and eat the heart raw and any of this kind of stupid macho garbage. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being a man and being responsible for your life. And, and sometimes, and look, here's the other thing, as it relates to your kids, be honest with your kids. If you live in a, in a, in a motor home that you paid four or $500 for, and it's a little embarrassing, or you live in an old beat up old trailer house, and it's a little embarrassing when they come over to visit or when their friends come over to visit, just be honest with them and say, look, I don't care what the rest of the world thinks about me. I love you and I want to be a part of your life. And so this is the sacrifice that I'm making to do it. Yeah. And be honest with your kids because your kids are smarter than you think they are. Yeah. And you know, the other thing is I found when I bring my kids into finances, yep. it actually gives them a much more worldly perspective. Like yeah. it's actually pretty great. You know, and I've sat down a couple of times where I'm sitting there paying bills and my son will come up and he'll say, what you doing? I said, paying bills. And he, well, can I watch? Yeah, sure. And so we'll come, we'll come over and he'll say, what? You know, because to him, you know. The numbers are huge, right? right? Yeah. He can't fathom hundred dollars yeah, right. for, for a cell phone bill is right. insane. Yeah. yeah, and so and so he looks at that stuff and he goes, I mean, it's it just it's crazy to him, but it gives him some perspective. You know, here he is working his butt off for a dollar or two dollars for for this, that, or the other, and then he starts doing the math and going, man, to buy a house. I'd have to I'd have to clean my room a lot, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and and so and that gives them some perspective, which I think is good. So I, and, you know, my parents never did that. Everything everything financial was always a it was some big secret, and they never wanted us to bring. I think because they didn't want us talking about it at school. Oh right. Um, but but what I found is I actually really enjoy bringing my kids into that because I think it makes them more well-rounded individuals. And mm -hmm. the other thing I've noticed too is my kids, on average, will not ask for as much stuff as. I see other kids in a store. Like right. so for example, I remember my son, we were at Who Hot's and he picked up a menu. Who Hot is a restaurant for yeah. those that don't know. Oh, that it's a chain, isn't it? Well, yeah, but I mean there's it's not everywhere. Pretty much everywhere. Is it? I don't know. I don't I think, think it, it is. If it isn't, it should be. Yeah, it should so be. It's a great. The, restaurant. They have really good cheesecake. But it's oh. like eight dollars. Yeah. And so my son, he used to ask for cheesecake all the time, and one time he picked up a menu and saw that it was eight dollars. And now he goes, Dad. We can buy the whole cheesecake at Hugo, uh, the grocery store, right. for $8. Why would we buy right. one piece here? And I'm like, 
Exactly. You get it. You get it. And right. so and and you know and so it changes perspective. Yeah. So he doesn't ask for cheesecake. We go to Hulots anymore. Yeah. Now he says, "Can we stop at the grocery store and get some dessert?" Because he knows it's a more cost-effective way to do that. Right. And he's figured that out at eight years old. Yeah. And and so this is again these are these are kind of side conversations as it relates to the the importance of of being men and and here's the other side of it. and this is what honestly this is what ticks me off about the radical feminist movement is that female empowerment is is wildly important my wife works at a at a professional type job she's a uh, she's an interior designer uh, works for a local um, they they do like home improvement stuff, remodels and things like that. It's not like your big box store, but they do uh, flooring and paint and cabinets and lighting and all this kind of stuff. And my wife has recently taken a job there as a as an interior design consultant. I think is the official title or whatever it is. And and it I'm guessing it won't be long as she gets into commission and stuff that she'll be making more money than me at my quote unquote regular job. And I honestly don't care. I, I don't believe that that diminishes my masculinity. It doesn't diminish my manhood. It, it, whatever, it just, you know, it helps us as a family. And my daughter's 22 years mm -hmm. old and is out of the house and, and my son is 17. So she doesn't need to be home, you know, taking care of the kids or in the kitchen and barefoot and pregnant or any of that kind of stuff that I, and that's, that's not the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Right. But what you really, really fries me about the, the, this feminist, the radical feminist female empowerment movement is that they believe that life is a zero-sum game. And in order for women to be successful, in order for women to prosper, men have to fail. Like, it, it, it has to come at the expense of men. Like, like, in order for women to have some sort of success in the marketplace, there have to be fewer female or male CEOs. It's not that we just need to allow women to apply for these jobs and things like that. Right. They genuinely will tell you that, well, the problem is that men yeah. are in charge. That's what's ruining society. Mm -hmm. And and in, in all honesty, seriously, do this sometime and get a chance. If you're listening to this, go to Google and search, why do we need men? Thinking, because I searched for this when I was doing preparing for the show. I searched, why do we need men? Thinking I would find a few articles that would say, hey, this is why men are important in society. This Top result, do we even need men? Second result, what do men need from women? Third result, tomorrow's world, do we need men? Fourth result, do we need men? Fifth result, why do we need more men in nursing? So if That's, you're a nurse, right. then apparently you need men. Right. And it's probably, I'll bet you dollars to donuts if I open that link, it has something to do <laughs> with benefiting women somehow right yeah so the, this idea it's embarrassing like like there's there's an actual movement out there that says men are not necessary the radical feminist movement will actually tell you that we don't need men anymore we got enough sperm saved up in in sperm banks or whatever it is in the back room the freezer at the local burger king or wherever they store it and they don't eat at Burger King, by the way, if that's where they're storing it. I don't know if they are. I eat at Burger King all the time. But yeah. I just thought that sounded really terrible. So <laughs> I, wherever they're, they're actually saying we don't need men anymore. And the truth is we absolutely need men because me, feminists, the radical feminists, and I know a few feminists that are actually pretty decent people, but the radical feminists believe that in order for men to prosper, men must fail and they must become subservient. They sure. must be. They must become subservient to the "quote unquote" matriarchy or to feminism or mm -hmm. whatever. And and in reality, the problem with that, the problem with the mindset that that in order for women to prosper, that men must fail or and or become subservient, is that when men fail, you know who gets the worst of it. You know who gets the brunt of it. Women. When men fail and when men are not living up to their responsibilities as men, the sure. people who suffer the most are almost inevitably always, always women. And think about that for just a second. When a man and a woman married, have a couple of kids, and, and there's some tragic divorce or, or there's some separation, who suffers the most? It's not the man 
who goes on with his job because he starts to shirk his responsibility and doesn't have to take care of his kids all week long. He only has to see him on Wednesdays and Saturdays and every other holiday. And the only time he ever has to go to a game or a, a, a performance or a band performance or a play or whatever is, is every other holiday when it's their responsibility. It's not the man that suffers. It's the woman right. that suffers. Yeah. It's oh, the single mom. And I know it because I lived through it. My biological dad was a dirtbag. He was a scumbag, drunk, loser, whatever. Mm-hmm. And and my mom suffered because he didn't step up and become a man. Luckily, my my dad, my stepdad, who I actually call my dad, came along and stepped up and did the things that he needed to do in a way that didn't say, well, you can't live and you can't be prosperous unless I, the man, take right. care of you. Yep. He came alongside and he partnered with her and helped her be as successful as possible, and she helped him be as successful as possible. And guess what? My brother and I turned out pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. And my parents are pretty successful, and my kids love going to see a grandma and grandpa, and they figured out how to do it without belittling or demeaning each other, right. but coming along and partnering with each other and doing it that way because the the message that needs to be heard mm-hmm. is that there is nothing wrong with being a man, and there is nothing wrong with being a woman, and the way it works the best is when men and women come together instead of trying to force each other to be subservient to each other. Mm-hmm. And it, this yep. is just, I get so angry about the idea that that women want to see men fail. Women want to see men become subservient because, guys, when you get become subservient and when you start kowtowing and, and cowering and, and being afraid of women and not taking responsibility for your lives, it is always, always, always the women in your life who will suffer the most. So step up, quit being a sissy. And do your job and be a man. And for you women out there that are telling men that they need to, to, to not be macho or not be masculine, shut up. You're ruining men and you're hurting yourselves. This, this message cannot be spoken loud enough. Men are always going to be the foundation of society. And that does not mean that women are not important and are not because, look, I've said this a million times on my terrestrial show. My wife, without my wife, my my life would be a mess. There is no question about it. My wife stands beside me in some of the the most difficult times and she, she comes behind me and holds me up and props me up when I'm tired when I'm worn out, when I'm, I'm frustrated, whatever's going on. And my wife makes sure that I get to various appointments and things on time. And she helps me remember when bills need to be paid and all of these sorts of things. So I'm not saying that women aren't a part of this because any good man, any man actually being a man will acknowledge that it is the women in his life that oftentimes give him the strength to continue on doing the things that men need to do to be responsible for their lives. So don't hear this as I hate women or or whatever. But if your message as a feminist is that men should be somehow subservient or should somehow be be um, diminished so that women can be um, praised or held up above men, you're doing it wrong and you're ruining your life and you're ruining your society to your own detriment. This is, I, 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 again, I, I get so angry about this, I start to stutter. Like, I, the, the <laughs> I, I do, I'm telling you, this is this is one of those issues that... What's well, serious stuff? I look and at... The, the, and look, here's the thing. The other side of that is the stuff that women worry about are oftentimes way more important than the stuff that us guys worry of course. about. You know, they're yep. worried about creating life. Yes. You know, so, I mean, this idea that we all have to be exactly the same is idiotic. But, and that, and that's, you couldn't have given me a better transition. There is value in diversity. And, and this I've talked about. With, Where have with, I heard that before? The, yeah, there, this is one of the things that I've talked about in the, the canons of conservative thought. In, in some of the canons of conservative thought, or one of the canons of conservative ta- thought, it talks about the proliferating variety and, and the mystery of human existence and variety in human existence. Men need women 
and women need men. What we don't need is this non-conforming, you know, gender by non-binary, non-conforming, whatever gender bending BS mental health issue that's out there. And, and I'm sure I'll get hate mail on this, whatever, but I honestly don't care. One of the things that is absolutely wrecking our society is all of this non, there's, you know, 5,000 different genders and there's a gender spectrum and all this kind of stuff. If you understand science, even in the least, there's two genders, male and female, period. Now, there are some genetic defects that allow for, you know, things like hermaphroditism and, and some of the other strange things that occur in, in nature because of genetic defects and, and whatnot. But those are the exception. There is male, there is female. Without those two, there cannot be the proliferation of the species, period. That's scientific. You don't have to agree with me. You don't have to like me. That's science. There is not any more than two genders. There's just not. There's not more than two. And, and I don't care. Somebody's going to, I'm sure, email me or whatever and say, well, there's, what about, the, that's the difference between sex and gender. No, that's just, you're just bending language. There is no difference. Sex is an act and sex also relates to gender. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're not different things. Sex and gender are not, you're trying to twist, the English language for ages has been, well, sex really, and gender really, are pretty not, much the same really, thing. It's, it's not even an English, synonyms. it's not even an English thing. It's a science thing. It right. comes down to quorum, chromosomes. So right. you can say that you, ident, you, you identify differently because you feel differently. That's, we don't, nobody has a problem with that. You can change your name. You could legally be called something differently. Nobody has a problem with that. But to say that you can change your biology would be scientifically incorrect. That would be a false thing to say. You can't change your biology. You can't right. change science. So, and, and listen, I'm a live and let live kind of guy. So I don't care. You, you live your life however you want to live your life. That means you want to dress up, you know, like the, like the opposite gender and call yourself the opposite gender and change your name. By all means, knock yourself out. You got right. one life to live, live it happy. Right. I don't care. But, yeah. but don't, don't expect me or anybody else to participate in your delusion. Right. You're still a guy. Right. You're just a guy that likes to dress yeah. up like a woman. Yeah. So. And, and I and I refuse. And so here's here's this uh, we're gonna run out of time. I had other things I wanted to get to today. <laughs> this this is here's the other thing that that, that really absolutely I, I so Bruce Jenner per, Bruce Jenner proved a while back. Caitlyn Jenner. Bruce Jenner <laughs> proved a while back that well, I guess you can call him Caitlyn, but, but he's just changed her name. At least legally a name change. So he's he's he, sti- he is still Caitlyn Jenner. Yes. But Bruce Jenner no longer exists. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, okay. So Bruce Jenner, when he became, (laughs) (laughs) when he became Caitlyn Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner then proved, and I've said this before, Caitlyn Jenner proved that he is a better woman than women. He was awarded whatever was SP or ESPN or whoever it was that awarded him the woman of the year. Award. I don't remember which organization it was, but some some organization offered or or awarded him Woman of the Year. Well, maybe it was Time Magazine or whatever, right? Um. So, Caitlyn Jenner has now proven that men are even better at being women than women are. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, that's not factually speaking. That is true, and and it gets better because now the. The number one top contender for the Miss Universe. I saw that. The t- the top contender and the favorite to win Miss Universe is a man. So now, not only are women not as good at being women as men are, they're not even as good as as, as good at looking like women as men are. If this guy, I'm telling you, if I will, I I hope and pray that this guy wins the Miss Universe contest. Because, like I said, it'll prove that Caitlyn Jenner is a better woman than any other woman, and it will prove that men are actually better-looking women than women are. Just like, to be clear, this doesn't violate any sort of, like, bait-and-switch laws in the U.S.? I don't... Like, it, I mean... It's a good question. I just... <laughs> false advertising. 
And there's all sorts I, of things that I, I feel think, like we all sorts of waters that I feel like we have not waded into and discussed yet. I, I think I think the Miss Universe guy is uh, post op. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. I like I said. I I hope I hope he wins. I just I I truly hope he wins because <sighs> it will be the defeat of every feminist and everything they have ever worked for for the last hundred and twenty years. They, it will like they, if if a guy wins Miss Universe, there is no longer any feminist feminist on the planet that gets to shout equal rights and all this stuff anymore, because you've done it to yourselves. You've asked for this. We've now proven that men are better at business, men are better at sports, men are better at just about everything, and now we've even proven that Caitlyn Jenner as a man, is a better woman than women. And if this guy, I don't know where he's from, if this guy wins Miss Universe, they're even that men are even better looking women than women. That's just all there is to it. Now, of course, again, don't send me hate mail. Some of this, I'm, it's a joke. I'm teasing. Well, the, I'd say the, 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 the thrust of it, though, is... But the, yeah, the, the, the concept is... Be a man. Right, yeah, yeah the concept. Is I'm, I'm being honest about the concept. I, yeah. I really do hope he wins. Yeah. And I really do hope that because it does prove that 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 women proves, women it, have been ab, and will continue to be absolutely a thousand percent victimized by the radical left every time. Right. Because this is what it will lead to. It will lead to women or men competing on the women's stage and winning every competition. See, here's the thing that only works if they've got the current judges, because I can assure you, if they hire Noah Chalaya to be a judge at the Miss Universe contest, without a shadow of a doubt, Brad, unequivocally, there will never be a transgender guy that wins the Miss Universe contest. Yeah, if, but that's just because you're a, a judge. That's because you're a transphobe, homophobe, but whatever you are. Whatever label you want on it, I'm just <laughs> telling you, 0% chance. How's this for closing out? Found a, I found a, a meme on Facebook that I that a friend of mine shared. I thought it, it kind of surmises what you and I were talking about today. It says, I'm over the grind to your diet mentality. Have a life. Go see a movie. Take your kids to the park. Cuddle a dog. Read a book. Make love. Make cookies. Whatever you do, don't sacrifice your one precious life for a company that cannot and will not ever love you back. You deserve more out of life. Who wrote that? I don't know. Uh, Mark's, Mar, Mer Smith. M-E-R-E Smith. Mer Smith. At Evil Gal prods on twitter oh that's don't, know who that, don't know who that is but pretty i think that's yeah that's i think that's a great thing to uh well I think that's a great way to sum, summarize what we're trying to say i was going to talk about government or um uh obamacare it's a bad idea don't do it and i was also going to talk about the government shutdown a great idea you should do it we're running out of time well, we um, discussed them we've I come just, to the conclusion one you should do one you shouldn't i also just noticed that my uh call-in studio just shut down on me because oops I ran out of funds. I wasn't paying attention. It didn't. I have a dollar and forty three cents left in there. I got to refund the. Uh, yeah, I gotta, well, we'll get to that. We can do that. We can do that. I got to pay, pay for, for the phone. Pay system. for the phone line for next week. <laughs> so join us on Patreon. <laughs> um, I was going to talk about Obamacare. I was going to talk about idea. the, the government it. shutdown. That's a good idea. You um, should do it. I was also going to talk about. Um, Where's my, hang on, I got the wrong, there's, I literally have three mouses in it. Is it mouses or mice? That is an age-old question is it, of which we don't the, have an answer. You're well, the guru. The I went to, um, I, I remember, I don't remember where it was, but we, we were somewhere and I, we, there was some sort of prestigious guy that was giving a, a speech and I asked him, I said, my one question for you, is it mice or mouses? He didn't think it was very funny, but. I don't remember where it was, but it was it was somebody I had an opportunity to ask a question. I didn't know what to ask him, and I didn't really like the guy. Which is probably why I can't remember who it was. And if he didn't answer it, what a jerk. Yeah, I don't think he knew. I don't think he thought it was funny. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it is hilarious. Anyway, um, <laughs> mouse or mice? Because it's mice for the animal. Correct. Right? So theoretically, it should be mouse for the... For the... Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah, anyway. So mice. I have three mice and a trackpad. Um, here in front of me and four computer screens and actually five because one of them's got a clock on it. Um, I was also going to talk about the girl from Guatemala who died in custody of Border Patrol. Didn't get to that either. Um, I, I just want to say this about the government shutdown. Shut it down. 
Please. Yeah, that's what I would. I, Please. You know, how can you have non-essential? If they're non-essential, what are they working the rest of the year? And here's the thing. Here's what's so stupid. Everybody's freaking out over the quote-unquote government shutdown. It's happening on Friday. Right. They're going to close anyway for the weekend and then Christmas. Not only that, 92% of the government is already funded. This is the thing these idiots don't understand, or, or I don't know if it's the idiots in Congress that don't understand it, or it's the idiots on the news that don't understand it, or it's the idiots walking around talking at the water cooler that don't understand it, but the government is not funded that way. Like, the government is all, like, the budget stuff, they're already funded. 92% of the government is already funded beyond December anyway. There's like 8% of the government that would need to be funded by this this continuing resolution or whatever they do, which is a whole other process that's starting to tick me off because we haven't done a proper budgeting project in like 12 years or something like that. The process to actually, because there's supposed to be 12 individual um, appropriations bills that are then met together on the, from Congress over to the Senate and then they get together and they committee and they figure out which ones are they and then they compile it all together and then they send it to the president and he signs it or doesn't sign it and that hasn't happened in forever. So anyway, that's a whole nother rant that we're not going to have time for because we're pretty much out of time already. So, but anyway, if, if you hear anybody talking about the government shutdown, tell them not to worry about it and to go ahead and let the government shut down because there's 92% of the government that has already been funded through the appropriations process over the last year and however long going back. And so this 8% is not going to affect anybody. But here's what will happen. And this is what really ticks me off is the Democrats will say, or the Republicans will say, or the president will say, or Congress will say, or somebody will say, well, if the government shuts down, then the military can't get their pay. Baloney. And anybody in the military, if you're upper, if you're if your higher ups tell you you're not going to get paid because of the government shutdown, I know you can't do this, but you should smack them right across the face because that money's already been allocated and it's mandatory spending. The government has said it's mandatory. Like it's not discretionary. They don't get the option to not pay the military. So if they use that as a political football to scare people, then shame on them. And we need to stand up against our congressmen and senators and president and tell them to knock it off, quit playing with people's lives, and do their job. And if that means shutting down, quote-unquote, non-essential services, good, because they're non-essential. Maybe just cancel those departments altogether. Here's an option. Get rid of the commerce department, or the, uh, the education department, federal education department, $67 billion budget. Just go away. You're just ruining education anyway, so go away. Find something else to do. Get a job in the real world, in the private sector, and give us our $60 billion back. Use that to cover the shortfall for now. Anyway, rant over. Show over. With that, the Schmidt Show podcast wraps up another week. Feel a little, feel a little like... I didn't mean to be so angry today, but no, I think it was good. I think it was. I think it was passion. That's not anger. This is this. I'm telling you, man. This is one of the things. Like I, 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 I beat this into my son. Not literally, but I mean, I, I, pound, I pound this into his head. The importance of of being responsible and living your life um, with integrity and character, and and one of the things, if you really, really want to help empower women. As a man, live a life of character, live a life of integrity and responsibility. And I promise you, I guarantee you a thousand percent or your money back. I guarantee you the women in your life will be better off because of it. Be a man. Don't be afraid of masculinity. And if you do that, the women in your life, all of them will be better off because of it. Period. With that, the Schmidt Show wraps up. It's the Schmidt Show podcast, podcast.theschmidtshow.com, theschmidtshow.com. I, I had one um, text message that came in. I, I sent him a link to the Schmidt Show, and he said he couldn't listen um, because it said it was an unsecured connection. 
I think it's because I sent him HTTPS oh, yeah. colon slash yep. slash instead yeah. of... Yeah, it just have to be... Yeah, just... Well, you w- can put us on your side if you wanted it. Yeah, just www.pod.theschmidtshow.com. Yes, sir. Um, and that'll get you there and you can listen, so... We'll um, be back next week. We'll be back next week. Podcast.theschmidtshow.com. We're on Freenode chat rooms. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, like I said before, we don't do a whole lot with advertising because um, I'm not sure that we're attractive enough to advertising yet because we're not, you know, some multi-gazillion dollar corporation outfit, whatever. So help us out if you want to on Patreon. We'd appreciate it. If not, we totally understand. We're still going to offer the content. Still going to be free. Um, but if you want to be a part of it, we'd uh, we'd appreciate it. We'll see you next week. It's uh, the Schmidt Show podcast. Have a great weekend.